Beamer Tire and Auto Repair, now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. You are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Your home for triad sports. The biblical curse that allegedly condemned all serpents to slither on their bellies all the days of their life was the snake's first piece of bad press. Most reports since dwell on their fearsome features. And none is more recognizable than the cobras. Welcome to the Snake Pit with Carolina Cobra's head coach, Josh Resignalo. Here's your host, Ryan Stone. Welcome into World of Beer in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, joined now by uh, by head coach Josh Resignalo, head coach of your Carolina Cobras, our first ever edition of the Carolina Cobra Coaches Show, also joined by uh, fullback and linebacker Zach Brown. Uh, and coach, season got off to a great start. You guys are, uh, are 1-0. 59-51 win over the uh, the Albany Empire, who are the reigning champs. So what does a, uh, a win like that do to start the season off for you guys? Well, it sets the stage for us for the rest of the season, really. And, and open up with a win like that for us against the defending champs was a big deal for us. And, and really, I mean, you guys, you led by, I think, 22 at uh, 21 at, at one point at in the game. 22 so. at the start of the fourth quarter, so. We, uh, we played a little sloppy in the fourth quarter, but <laughs> we, we pulled it out. It was a little bit of an erratic finish. And I know I, I believe there were some rule changes uh, this uh, this season. Yep. Uh, so, and it seemed yep. pretty obvious in that game that not not to bag on the officials. They're, they're getting new to these, these rules too. But it seemed pretty obvious, like I said, it, it's new to them as well. Yeah, the flow of the game was a little off. But for the most part with the – the Ironman rules and whatnot was a little different for everybody, especially with the two substitution officials. That's their primary job is to keep track of the substitutions. So, so with the NAL, and you mentioned the, the rule changes, like for people who don't know, or people who haven't seen the NAL before, what, what are, I guess, you know, maybe the primary differences from you know, what you see in the NFL or college football as opposed to the, opposed to the NAL? Yeah, so it's eight on eight. It's not your traditional eleven on eleven. The field's fifty yards long. You know, basically a hockey rink with turf, yeah. and um, really fast, fast-paced game. So it's a little bit faster than the outside game. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think you know what really made a difference for you guys in watching that game and looking back is you guys were actually special teams a lot of times win win games, and you guys when it came to extra points, you guys were a lot better at cashing those in than they were. Absolutely, and the situations that they were in, they went for two a lot. Yeah. So our situation was basically how the personnel we had on the field at the time, and we felt from the transition and our changes coming up just to stay on the field and go for two instead of having to rotate some guys in and out to, to, that possibly could burn them for the rest of the quarter. Yeah, obviously it, uh, it paid off 
for you guys? I mean, I guess, you know, starting on the offensive side of the ball, what did, you know, first time you've seen your guys play, you guys play this season, mm-hmm. what did you think overall of, of what you saw from your offense early on? Yeah, I, I think we were, we clicked pretty good during training camp. Um, first game, first time against, you know, somebody else for us. So just to get the timing down and just a different flow from practice compared to a game situation. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and, and then, you know, defensively, I thought, thought particularly uh, in the uh, in the second half, your defense, a little sloppy in the fourth quarter like you mentioned, but I really thought, you know, in the second half your defense played really well. Yeah, we, we had a pretty good game plan game plan coming out of, out of the locker room at the half, and, and you know, defense stepped up, had a f- couple turnovers and whatnot, so that, that kind of catapulted us to, to, you know, to finish the game strong. And how, how big, you know, right before the half, they had a chance to, to go back in front. You guys were leading 37-31. They had the ball, I think, inside the 10-yard line, I believe. Uh, and you guys were able to uh, to bow up and keep them out out of the end zone. How uh, how crucial was that for uh, in terms of momentum for the rest of the game? It was very crucial, especially with the Ironman situation. We had a wide receiver at Mac, we had a wide receiver at Jack, and they helped out on the defense's front right there. So, um, you know, that was big big time step up for those guys. <laughs> and I know, I mean, you know, just kind of for some history and things of that nature. I, I mean. You, you've been the head coach for a couple of years now of the uh, of the Cobras. Mm-hmm. How how did you end up, you know, where you are right now as far as you know in the NAL coaching the Carolina Cobras? Well, I've been involved with the Reno football since 2006 timeframe. I played in um, 06 and 07. Then when I got out with that, I did some scouting and went out for AFL stuff, which kind of led me to build a pretty good network that leads to my first head coach job. Um, but with the Cobras, I, I ended up taking over as the defensive coordinator in 2019. And then, um, you know, COVID happened in 2020. So um, 2021 was the first season as the head coach. And then after last season, I actually took over as the general manager as well. So now I do double duty, <laughs> general manager and head coach. I'm glad you mentioned that because <laughs> I was going to ask, how uh, was that like doing, doing both now? Because you're not, you're not just responsible of the uh, on the field and practice and all that. You're responsible for the front office stuff, essentially. So what, what's that like now? Well, it's – it's busy. <laughs> so I've been doing sales and all that stuff for arena football for a long time. So that's another aspect that people don't see. Yeah. You know, when you come to the games, you just see what's happening on the field. But there's a process to get to that point um, from game operations to getting sponsors, you know, involved in the game, getting their, um, you know, activation involved with the things that they wanted to partner with. And so there's a lot of different moving parts that, that make everything happen. You know, something that uh, in watching that game back, if you're if you're somebody who has kids and you want to bring them out for for entertainment, if you want to go to a sporting event where it's a strong chance that your kid could get a souvenir, I, I don't think there's a sporting event out there. I mean, the the, the amount of footballs that end up in the stands. Yeah, footballs, <laughs> players end up in the stands. You know, balls end up in the stands. You got to throw the players back, but you can keep the football. So. Then they can bring the footballs out and you know after the game and come to the field and get autographs yeah. and take pictures, pictures with the dancers and the players. And, yeah. You know you can't do that at a Panthers game. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with the NFL is great, but just the 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 fan interaction yeah. is much different in the arena game, and I think that's what kind of sets it apart. Yeah, I think uh, it it certainly does. And uh, we, like I said, we're joined by uh, by Zach Brown, running back and uh, and linebacker for the uh, for the Cobras this season. Now you spent the last two seasons in uh, in Jacksonville. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, what's uh, I guess what was the what brought you to Carolina this season? Well, what brought me to Carolina was Coach Reyes. Um, <laughs> me and Coach Reyes been talking about this since 2018, since I left the habit with him when I won my first championship. 
I remember just like yesterday before we had our inner squad game with the Sharks, he called me that Friday night and was like, hey, if they cut you, don't worry about it. <laughs> Come on to Carolina with us. I got a spot for you. And that was back in 2019. And I talked to him this year, and I said, Coach, I think this is the year we're going to rock out together, so let's do it. And then that's why I'm here this year. And, and you played you played your college football not, not too far away at, uh, at Ferrum, which is in uh, outside of Rocky Mount. Uh, uh, Virginia, so you, you were already get, you know somewhat somewhat familiar with this area. Yeah, I came up here in like in 2007, so it's been a while since I've been in Greensboro, but it's a nice area so far. You uh, you've also changed positions. I mean, I know in college you you were a, you were a defensive back, and I was, I was telling you earlier, I, I was looking looking up because I, I saw on the roster you went to Ferrum, and I thought I thought I had the wrong Zach Brown because yeah. you, you went to, you were a DB in uh, in. Uh, in college, so you've, you've changed positions uh, over the years. Yeah, I played on um, safety in high school and college, and going to my junior year, they were finna convert me to linebacker, and um, I didn't go back my junior year because of family issue, so I went back home, but I started playing a little semi-pro, and that's when I started playing linebacker. Okay, and I, I, you know, I guess, you, you know, you're, what did you think of the way you guys played in the, uh, in the opener? Um, to be the first year of playing Ironman, you know, I'm used to playing both ways, so it wasn't no problem. But to see some of my teammates, like Big Walt Thomas, to um, play O-line and D-line, and we got um, Trey Long playing DB and receiver. The way them boys played and came out hard to play, and I liked the game, and it showed that we ready for this Ironman rule. And you, I mean, normally arena, I mean, it's pass, pass, pass. You actually got – a good amount of carries in the uh, in the first half uh, of that game on uh, last Saturday. Yeah, I think I finished with like six carries yeah. with a total of like 20 some yards. And that's the good thing about it. We're just trying to keep them on their toes. You know what I'm saying? You never know when we're going to pass, when we're going to run. Because every time I try to get the ball, I try to score. So that's my goal. <laughs> you're, and you're. You're a big guy to tackle. Yes, sir. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> you're not a guy I would want to try to tackle. At, at <laughs> least, I mean, you're, you're what two fifty or something like that. Oh, I'm at two sixty right now. Okay, so even even bigger. Yes, I guess. sir. <laughs> so you 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 bring the pain when you run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I like I like playing fullback because I like to bring the contact too. So it's not it's not new to me. It's not it's fun to me because me playing linebacker, I do the hitting. But when I'm at fullback. They think that they're gonna hit me, but I'm gonna bring the pain first. <laughs> you get to you get to do it on both sides of the yes, football. Yes, sir. <laughs> what did uh, coach? What did you think uh, of the way he played in uh, you know, his first game with the Cobras? Oh, it, it was just like we've been doing it for a while. You know, we've done it a couple times, so it's uh, to see him back with us again is yeah. you know it's pretty awesome to see. Now he's always played both ways for us. Now it's officially Iron Man going back and forth. So it's uh. You know, pretty cool to see. He's uh, he certainly uh, delivered in the uh, the first game. There's no uh, no question about that. I, I mean, I guess you know, as you you know, look back at that uh, that first game, what are some things that you you know want to clean up on before you go into the uh, the first home game on Saturday against Orlando? Just just some of our assignments. You know, some of the things that we're you, you got a few guys that are out of position. Obviously, wide receivers playing DBs and DBs playing receiver and vice versa up front. So it's just a matter of just the repetition of of, of being. You know, consistent. You, you, you've coached, I assume, football at you know other levels outside of arena football. What for? What is the difference for you in terms of you know coaching? And I know you've been in arena league for a long time, but what's the what is the, like? I guess the biggest difference in terms of coaching, you know, your regular high school or college football as opposed to coaching arena football. Really, just the the speed of the game. 
you know, really. It's a tight, confined space. Outside is much slower than the arena game um, and, and the personnel. So <laughs> high school kids to professional athletes is two totally different animals. Yes. <laughs> um, I love coaching high school football. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, just the atmosphere, just, you know, the band playing, just the Friday night light stuff. Um, but arena football itself is just, you know, it's exciting within its own game. And it's, uh, you know, I, I love what we do. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it certainly goes uh, up and down the field really fast. There is, uh, there's no question about that. Like I said, 59-51 win in the uh, in the opener we're gonna go ahead and step aside for our first break again we are at uh, world of beer in greensboro stay tuned with us here on wwbg and tobacco road sports radio.com we'll be back to finish up the show car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car and they could help you too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Reedsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at Auto Store of nc.com Looking to tailgate this summer? Stop by One Stop on the way. One Stop number 6, located just one mile west of East Forsyth at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. One Stop serves fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Feeding a crowd? Get 16 pieces of chicken and sides for just $27.99. Craving wings? Come try our new spicy breaded wings. Get a five-wing meal with six taters and a roll for just $7.99. $7.39. Now in regular hot ranch or spicy. One stop number 6, 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. Area softball stars. Register for the Diamond Star Softball Transfer Portal Showcase June 14th and 15th at Bob Lewis Park in Asheville, North Carolina. This showcase is for any player currently in the transfer portal or any JUCO player. Get the opportunity to showcase your skills in front of college coaches from all levels. Over the two-day event, players participate in evaluations such as softball skills and metrics by college sports evaluations, drill and team practice participation, and playing in three games. For more information, visit DiamondStarEvents.net or email Coach Ben McKinney at bmckinney at Diamond starevents.net TRSR Triad Hot Deals. The top deals on sports tickets, dining, and fun in the Triad. Visit trsrtriadhotdeals.com right now and sign up to get the best area deals in the Triad every week. Powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio and SportsCarolinaMonthly.com. This month, save big on Carolina Cobra's season tickets. Go to seven home games this season for only $45. That's an $80 value. Buy your 2022 season ticket package now with this exclusive deal from Triad Hot Deals. Visit TRSR Triad at hotdeals.com visit the sports tab and secure your package limited number available that's trsr try at hotdeals.com
Kim Source Direct is a single source supplier. In business since 2007, they have over 80,000 products for customers just like you. Located in the heart of North Carolina, they supply cleaning products all throughout the Southeast. Whether you're a commercial business, office, or municipal building, looking for wholesale cleaning products, chemicals, cleaning equipment, or service, they've got you covered. Please reach out and start saving money today. Stop by their store open to the public and save. Kim Source Direct, 1207 South Park Drive in Kernersville. Give them a call at 336-515-9990. Order from the website at kimsourcedirect.com. IdeaCom NC, a trusted telecommunications company with 60 years of experience in unified communications. IdeaCom is about more than just phone systems. They provide a full range of communication solutions. Whether your business is big or small, from churches to schools to fire departments, depend on the best in cabling, phone systems, IT support, and more from IdeaCom of Central North Carolina. Top-rated customer service that cares about your business needs. Check out all the host of solutions at IdeaComNC.com or call at 336 Six eight five four 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 five five. IdeaCom NC. Here at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, we ask the tough questions. Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? We're never afraid to tell you how we feel. Come on, we look like the damn bad news bears. We'll debate sports. We'll debate anything. And you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther the King. Not the way out of Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. No matter what. Tobacco Road Sports Radio has you covered. I'm going to come right back at him. soldier. You're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. This is Coach Rez, head coach of your Carolina Cobras arena football team. You're listening to TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, your home for triad sports. And you know this, man... Back into the Carolina Cobras Coaches Show. Ryan Stone, Josh Resignalo, and we're joined by uh, fullback and linebacker Zach Brown this evening as well. First edition of the Snake Pit Carolina Cobras Coaches Show here at World of Beer in Greensboro. First home game coming up on Saturday night at the Greensboro Coliseum. 7 o'clock kickoff as they take on the Orlando Predators. So how excited are you for the uh, for the home opener coming up this uh, this Saturday night at the Coliseum. Oh, we've been waiting all offseason for it. You know, it's um, we, we didn't have much luck at home last year, so it's, uh, you know, trying to get back on the right track. I know you guys are kind of you guys are kind of doing a big show about it. I mean, obviously, special guest uh, coming out for the uh, for the coin toss, P.D. Pablo. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr., yeah that'll, uh, that'll be pretty fun. Mr. North Carolina <laughs> himself will be doing the uh, the coin toss and leading yeah. you guys out of the uh, out of the tunnel. So, I, you know, how did that come about for you guys? Just some, just some of the relationships we have with some of our staff members. You know, our dance team coordinator's got a pretty good relationship with them, which kind of led to his marketing team. They kind of got in contact with us about some stuff. So they've been helping on a lot of social media stuff for us and, and trying to get some of that cleaned up for us and whatnot. So 
Uh, it's just been pretty cool all around. So it, it's more than him just doing a coin toss. So there's a lot, lot of stuff coming up with him that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, he's, I know he does, he's done a lot of stuff with the Carolina Cobra. I mean, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes over the mm-hmm. years and stuff. So he's he's been and he's been involved with a lot of uh, sports oh, yeah. in uh, in North Carolina. He's definitely a sports guy for sure. Yeah, and he's definitely he definitely loves North Carolina, as uh, the song will. Uh, We'll tell you, there's uh, there's no question uh, about that. So, so looking ahead to the game uh, against uh, against Orlando on uh, on Saturday, uh, what have you seen? What do you expect out of the Predators? Um, I think they're going to be motivated. They're going to be fired up. They got a, a a pretty good coach, which is in his first year as as the head coach of the team. He's been with the Predators for a couple of years as an assistant. And he played as an Iron Man back in the day in AFL stuff, so yeah. he's familiar with it. Yeah. Um, so he's going to have his guys fired up. Um, anytime you can come to the Snake Pit and, and and play the Cobras, you know it's always a big deal. So um, you know I, I think we've taken over for the first time in a long time uh, the number one spot in the power rankings for us. So that's you know awesome. But when you're number one, that means you got the target and everyone's trying to come at you. So, so I guess you know Zach is you know you guys having that that number one spot early impressions from you guys you know how do you guys stay focused try to uh, try to bounce back this week? Uh, one thing about us, we ain't satisfied. You know what I'm saying? We don't get complacent. We treat every game, every team like they defend the champ. So we come to work every week and we compete against each other. So when game day come, it's simple and easy for us. So the best thing we do, we just work through the week and just put the grind in. And you've got you've got the, you got some hardware on your uh, on your <laughs> finger there. What's uh, what's that from? On um, 19 when I played with the Jacksonville Sharks okay. when when we played against the Carolina Cobras. <laughs> and, yeah, um, so we ain't gonna talk about that because I'm, I'm with the Cobras now. <laughs> well, so. I was just gonna say you know what it takes to win a championship. <laughs> yes, so sir. That's, uh, that's, yes, sir. You bring that championship experience to yeah. the uh, to the Cobras. Is that that has to be part of the reason you wanted him to come? Absolutely, you know he he's a warrior, man. He he fights too, and, and you know he he does a lot of stuff off the field, you know, to prepare to be where he's at, you know, and that's that's a and it rubs off on the other players too. So you know, there's always a thing of cancer bad, but there's yeah. a good vibe too when that that can grow into something more positive than just what we're trying to do as become a family. And then you know one of the things about not being satisfied for us, we're always trying to be one to know each week. You know, we feel we can be one to know each week. We're going to get to the end. And, and be pretty successful and in, in, in pretty good position. So, so looking, you know, looking ahead to uh, to Orlando, I, I, I guess, you know, what have you seen on film from them that maybe you're worried about a little bit, or, or you need to to make sure you're on point about this week? Yeah, I wouldn't say worried about, but they, they got some good players. You know, it's just a matter of us t- handling our responsibilities and doing the things that we need to do. Um, get out of our own way, and 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 our, we're our biggest opponent right now. So. Um, but they got some good players. They got a couple veterans on there. Uh, a guy that used to play for me, uh, Deron Clark. Uh, they call him Speedy, uh, little number one wide receiver for him. You know, he's he's pretty explosive when he gets the ball in his hands. And he's a little older now, but he he's, he ain't really lost a step. And <laughs> and uh, so you got to know where he's at. And you know, just all around. They got a couple different quarterbacks. Um, Cato used to play at West Virginia, so he's he's got a, a pretty good athletic ability and whatnot so we just got to contain what they do is pretty much what we got to focus on so i i was going to kind of ask how did how did you go about filling out your roster this season you're the general manager so you were kind of responsible for mm-hmm. for a lot of it so how did how did you go about filling out what you thought was going to be the best roster this season well last year's roster we we struggled putting together some players so we had a couple athletes that were going to help us out and whatnot but you know we we were handcuffed with some stuff uh we started making some moves towards the end um, to, to, to get to the playoffs and finish strong, which gave us some momentum into the postseason or into the offseason, I should say. 
And the biggest thing is when you're when you're game planning for guys and 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 you're playing against them and you've got to you know, study film and be be prepared for them and the game coming up. Those are the guys you try to go after. <laughs> and, and and we we took some of the top players in the league from multiple teams: Albany, uh, Orlando, Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, you, we we almost took someone from everybody and 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 tried to build the best product that we can to be successful. Everyone's got a great experience. We got a lot of veterans. We're, we're pretty veteran heavy. A couple of rookies here and there, but. You know, overall, I, I felt like we put something pretty special together. It definitely showed up in uh, in game one. You guys didn't didn't look phased at all playing the uh, the defending champs. I think and on the road at uh, at that. So I mean, right. I, th- I think it definitely showed up for you guys early in the season. So I guess uh, you know, looking you know, looking into uh, into week two, you know, what I guess what are some of the keys? You know, you, you mentioned you feel like it's you against you guys against yourselves essentially. So what do you feel like are some of the keys for you guys? this week i think overall um our quarterback and receiver timing you know getting some of that stuff down um from a defensive standpoint uh, communicating a little bit better in the back end you know with our dbs um and just finding the right mode of the right switching back and forth of the iron man stuff of the rotation and whatnot Uh, we did a pretty good job the first game but we can tweak some things here and there and and i just we can always approve on everything that we're doing how hard is it to play DB in <laughs> in arena football? Because I feel like that might be the most challenging position. With the with the DB, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> when you got someone coming in motion at you full speed. You know, you're gonna have to determine: Are you gonna run full speed with them? You're gonna be easy with them? You know, it's all gonna be one person can't do it. So they got to work together as a group, and, yeah. and communication is key for them in the back end. So. Without the communication, you're going to see a lot of guys with their hands up trying to figure out what just happened. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the two games I've seen, I watched some of Orlando's games. I mean, there, there's a lot of get behind the defense and touchdowns. That, there's a lot of long touchdowns or longish touchdowns that, right. uh, that happen in, uh, in arena football. There's, uh, there's no question about that. I, I mentioned earlier, though, you guys kind of ran the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, at time, especially early in the first half, I felt like last week, which I haven't – Hadn't seen a ton of from right. uh, from other teams. Yeah, what was the reason for that approach? Just like ZB touched on it a little bit earlier, just keeping them on their toes. You know, once they can get dialed in, and if you got to expect a run, then it puts you in a, a, a difficult situation on a defensive side. Um, for us in the second half, I think we had a drive for like eight minutes, and that's not you don't do that in, <laughs> in the red football. football so no. <laughs> we pretty much controlled the game. Did what we want to did. Uh, you know, Coach Fuller, uh, our offense coordinator, who was the head coach down in Jacksonville last year, uh, did a great job offensively for us and controlled the ball and controlled uh, the play calling and pretty much put the guys in a good situation to, to be where we were at. That certainly uh, looked look good. There's no question about that. So, Zach, your first game with the Cobras, how, uh, how, our first home game, I, sh- I mean, with the, uh, the Cobras coming up, how, uh, how excited are you for the first, uh, first game in the Coliseum? Um, I'm very excited because – I ended up my last year of my um, season in in Carolina at the Snake Pit, so <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to get back out there and run around my teammates and get this first win of the season at home. And I'm just ready. I'm just ready to play. What do you think will be the uh, the keys for you guys in uh, in this matchup? Um, doing our assignment, being disciplined, um, stay away from the personal foul, the little chit chats, because I know they're gonna talk noise. <laughs> So we got to just be the bigger teams and just walk away and just talk with our pads. How, how much did Albany talk Saturday um, night? To be honest, though, <laughs> to be honest, they they really weren't even talking like that. Oh, really? Okay. I guess because the offensive line playing D-line, they, ain't, they tired, so they didn't have time to talk. But 
it was a good game. It was more of a sportsmanship with a lot of people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't say too much, but I already know Orlando going to bring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, obviously, like we said, first home game coming up Saturday night, 7 o'clock, uh, 7 o'clock kickoff. Tell everybody, you know, where they can where they can get tickets, where to look. I know there, there's more than more than one location. So, just, you know, tell everybody how they can get their uh, their tickets for Saturday night. Yeah, so they can get them on our website, carolinacobras.com. Uh, you can call the ticket office. Uh, Tobacco Road's got some tickets going on on their website. <laughs> so, there's multiple different things. We've got a couple. we got a bank that's um, sharing out all the tickets to their, their members and whatnot. So, you know, we – we did a much better job this year as far as trying to get get them out there. Yeah. Um, we partnered with some nightclub stuff downtown this year, downtown Greensboro. Um, some of our food sponsors doing some stuff for us, selling tickets. So it's, it's it's pretty cool to be able to have that support that we really hadn't had. But also we're out there now, so we're we're trying to do some different things that we hadn't done. I know, I know you're going to give some uh, some tickets away here uh, tonight uh, as well. So. That's uh, that's doing it uh, doing it your uh, yourself also here at uh, at World of Beer in uh, in Greensboro. So, you know, looking to uh, to Saturday night. I mean, I guess you know what. Uh, I mean, obviously we touched on the PD Pablo thing. Uh, so, what uh, what other special things do you guys maybe have planned for uh, for Saturday night? Um, right now, that's about it. You know, we we got some stuff going on. We usually always have something going on at halftime. Uh, stuff like dog shows, you know, dog jumping, catching frisbees, and different things like yeah. that. So, um, like, come, we got theme night. So, coming up on Cobra Kai, we'll have a, a martial arts group doing some things at halftime. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. It's college and throwback night th- this, this, week, set, this yep, Saturday. Yep, so, yes, what uh-huh. if you guys weren't going to be in the game, what uh, what throwback would you be wearing? That's a good question. Shoot. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I might have to um, – Ray Lewis throwback jersey. Okay, that's a good one. I like it, especially for a linebacker. Yeah. You? I think I would be, you know, listen to more like Tupac stuff, music, music that's wise music, for music me, wise. of a throwback situation okay. for me. Yeah, is what I would look. So into maybe it maybe as. a Death Row shirt, Death Row record shirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm from California, so that's where the Tupac stuff I, there, comes there from. There you go. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It, it, all you had to say was California. There you didn't go. Man? <laughs> so, I, I was thinking, you know, if I wasn't broadcasting, I might br- break out the Chris Paul Wake Forest jersey yeah, or, or yeah. the Atlanta yeah. Braves Dale Murphy throwback. I know Zach's oh, yeah. a Georgia guy. He'll like yeah. he'll yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but again, everybody come out to the Greensboro Coliseum. On Saturday night, see the show. Carolina Cobras taking on the Orlando Predators. Zach Brown and, and uh, Josh, appreciate you guys joining us uh, tonight for the Coaches Show. Appreciate you. Appreciate that, you, too. That'll do it for us on uh, WWBG and uh, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Tune back in next Wednesday at 7. <laughs>